Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Shannon, how are you? Hi, Perry. I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we could fit this in. I know that both of us have just been like going like crazy and tried stuff. So yeah, I'm just really glad we found time to get together and actually record. Because of our hectic schedules and the wonderful 14-hour time difference, I think. Yeah. I think it is 14. I honestly haven't figured it out yet. Not to mention we had daily savings time change. I think it's in November. I don't know. We fell back an hour. Who knows? It's 8 o'clock right now. It's 11 a.m. here, which was nice because before I talked to you, I ran to the fruit and veggie ven- vendor I always go to once a week. Is it? And also did my normal off-day shopping. Was it cheaper than the commissary there to get at the vendor? Three times cheaper. I, I mean, this sounds really silly. But getting like a pack of carrots on base can be like almost double the price. So when I say double, it's like four or five dollars for two carrots. Yeah, that's awful. Well, and I we went grocery shopping um, for the first time in like a month. We went a month with just kind of buying like the few things we need. Like, oh, let's just pick like some vegetables and some meat, but quickly depleting everything else that we had. So we went grocery shopping and we spent like $440 on food because the pit guy to get like sugar and flour. You know, when you PCS and you do that first grocery shop, it felt a lot like that. So. Oh my God. Those are the worst ones because you're replacing spices, which we all know are expensive. I do not replace my spices. I put my spices in baggies and they come with me because I am not made of money. <laughs> but so speaking of of all of the lovely joys of overseas moving and all that goodness. One of the things that me and Perry have in common and actually where we met was our very first overseas duty location, which was over in Germany. And it was amazing. It was the best experience of my life. I'm, I'm literally getting shivers thinking of the first few times we hung out, us bushwhacking through Germany and just figuring it out. And since we were both early 20s, no, we're not that much older at this point, but it feels like it's been many, many years. Hey, officially late 20s, both of us. Oh, my God. I know. I had that. I'm not ready for that. I'm so ready for that. I can't wait to be 30 and know everything. I can't wait. I was so excited. (laughs) So today's topic is about Germany and all the ups, downs, and greatness of all. So if you want, I'll let Perry start it off. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we really want to talk about Germany for a few reasons. One, it is something we have in common. But two, I feel like 50% of the military goes through Germany at some point. So we're going to try to, you know, talk about our memories, but also maybe give you some tips and tricks and things that we learned that might actually be helpful. So Germany, where we went, um, it was in the south west portion of Germany. And not only was it my first time in Europe, but I had gotten married to my husband like a year before, but I had never lived with him before. I mean, getting married and and living with a boy for the first time is a lot to adjust to. And then I had to adjust to Europe. And then on top of that, I knew nothing about the military because we had always been long distance. It was a huge culture shock of Germany and the culture shock of the military life. And I mean, I thought officer was a rank. For like a year and a half after I got there, I didn't know what a single one of the abbreviations meant. Like I had to learn so many things and I was really thankful that literally orientation day when we got there, I met Shannon. I mean, we didn't hit it off right away, but after we did, <laughs> it was really great having her. 
because it was like somebody that kind of helped navigate me. And I say this all the time. Living overseas, I feel like it's like trauma bonding (laughs) with the people around you. There's a lot of culture shock. And a lot of people ask me that all the time is like, hey, you know, how is the culture shock? How is the language barrier? Like, what are the hardest moments? So, Shannon, do you want to talk about maybe some of your hardest moments when you first got there? All right. Well, um, I will not lie. Packing up and getting over there was very traumatic in its own because originally we were going to bring a dog. Last second decided against bringing her. So when we left her behind, which Perry knows this. (laughs) I would cry on the ground because I missed her so much. So that was a very traumatic state of mind I flew with, was feeling like I left a very big part of me home. So my state of mind was very tip upside down for a while. And then the best part is my husband told me he, for my 22nd birthday, he gave me Germany. No, sweetheart, you gave me jet lag. We legitly flew to Germany on my 22nd birthday. I believe we actually landed because of time difference there on the 8th or the 9th. I honestly can't remember because one thing that I don't think people realize this is your first week to your first month when you get to that duty station, especially overseas, it between the jet lag, the bouncing between hotels, trying to find houses, trying to find if you're going to have a car or not or have a good sponsor, bad sponsor, who knows? Um, it kind of blurs. You don't remember faces. I know I did not remember faces. I would meet them the first week and then I would meet them a month later and go, have we met? And they go, yeah, we talked for like an hour. That's a big thing. I mean, I didn't know that sponsors were a thing. Um, our sponsors, I mean, I think he was fine. Um, I got along really well with his wife. So that was really nice. That was just kind of like she was a sweetheart, a fluke, but yes, I loved her so you know they have another baby? Yeah, they do. It's beautiful. The baby's so fat. I love that. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so I think that's one thing. If you're a new military spouse, you know what we're talking about. Uh, when you go to a new base, your significant other has a human being in his or her shop that is there to, like, help them get acclimated and, like, get everything they need and stuff like that. And my cat is sniffing my microphone. Hi, Rue. <laughs> oh. And, um... Yeah, so there is somebody that's there. Um, Their spouse does not need to reach out to you, but it's really nice when you're going overseas if, you know, somebody does and that is like your your significant other's sponsor's significant other. It, it kind of turns into almost like um, if you have a really good sponsor with a spouse or dependent, they kind of almost become a safety blanket if you connect with them well. Because they kind of like, yeah. it's almost like those memes you see online of, you know, the bigger thing taking care of the smaller creature. And it's definitely yeah. like that. They kind of like, oh, let me take you underneath my wing and let me show you where to shop and how to do blah, blah, blah. Oh, so we can kind of get back to uh, hardest moments. Yeah, it's all a blur. I agree. That's really difficult. The time difference, trying to talk to your family, who's like all, because it's weird. Like when you're coming in, like you still have like your old life that you just left. You have your parents, you have your friends. And they're all still doing all those things that you were doing with them. And now you're seven hours apart and they're texting you in the middle of the night and you're calling them while they're asleep. And it's very isolating, I think. I remember like my first night, we didn't have internet where we were in our hotel. I didn't have a phone. I missed my roommate and I cried in the bathtub because I had a headache and I didn't have Tylenol and there wasn't a 24-hour Walmart anywhere near me. I couldn't get Tylenol. I didn't know the German word for Tylenol to even get the Tylenol. I didn't have Euro to go to the store and ask for something I didn't know how to ask for. 
So I cried in a bathtub. Right. And uh, that was not great. If I remember (laughs) vaguely, the hotel room that we were in had a bunch of mosquitoes. And Sean is extremely light sleep. Apparently, these bugs were, like, harassing him while he was trying to sleep. So I was woken up from him out of a dead sleep, freaking out, turned on all the lights, was trying to destroy these bugs, which I could not see. Apparently, they were there. Yeah. But he kept on hearing, like, the zipping noise, like, the zoom. Like by his head, and yeah. I didn't believe him until I started waking up with bug bites all over me. Because mm. one thing we're just gonna let you know, because this is definitely a culture shock and a very hard moment. Was by the way, where we were in Germany, did not have no AC. Air yes, that is not a common thing in Europe. And I'm literally smacking my desk because people don't realize that. And I've had friends who are in Japan right now who are like, "Oh, we're gonna travel to Europe for like a vacation anniversary," and I always tell them. Whatever Airbnb, whatever hotel, whatever it is, spring for that AC. Look for that AC in the in the tab. And they're like, that's dumb. Why do you why why do you say that? I'm like, you didn't live there for four years, sweetheart. It is a thing. It is a huge thing. Especially when we get the peak of the summer. All you can do is literally crack your windows by a army's worth of fans and sleep yeah. basically naked and hope that you don't melt. Yeah. So Will and I's anniversary is in the middle of July, right? So we always try to go traveling. And one year we went to Paris because, you know, it's your anniversary. It's the city of love. And so we go there and my sweet darling husband for our very romantic uh, getaway weekend got us a third floor apartment Airbnb that you share common area with, with bunk beds. And it was so hot. It was like 90 something degrees. It was awful. We didn't even do much because it was so hot. I would literally wake up just sweating and like panicking because I was so hot. And the only thing I would do is I just jump in the shower and just take a cold shower and just freezing cold water. And then I get back into bed with like wet hair too, because that would help keep me cool longer. And then sleep for like another hour or two and then rinse and repeat, literally. That's that's just so anyways, the there's no air conditioning in Europe. I mean, there isn't like grocery stores, maybe the malls, but generally speaking, like yeah. household to household, it is very uncommon. I know my landlords were talking about it towards the end that they were saying after possibly the next tenants, they were thinking about putting AC in. And I said to them, like, put in AC, you could probably raise the rent in American will pay for it. Why? Because we are pampered, we are bougie, Mm -hmm. and we like our AC. Mm -hmm. That's definitely one thing that I don't think people realize is that a lot of houses, a lot of places do not have AC. And you have to crack windows even at the night. So there is a very high chance of having all those lovely bugs come in and harass you in your sleep. Yeah, that's very true. But I mean, I grew up in Maine, so we had a lot of bugs and we didn't have AC in the house, so... I guess for me, it was kind of like home, but man, those hot nights where there is no escaping anywhere. No, there's really no. Do you remember? Do you remember the summer? Orange is the New Black, I think it was season two had just come out and it was so hot and you and I just laid on my couch with fans on and the door open and we watched like 12 hours of Orange is the New Black. That was when we went to Italy for the Olympics thing that the squadrons were Mm -hmm. doing. Our husbands did not join us because they stayed behind to work. 
That's right. Then literally the day that we came back from Italy, the boys left to go on their trip with the other guys that they work with. It was funny because it was so hot. I was home, what, maybe two hours? And I called you and I was like, it's hot. I live upstairs and I don't want to do this. Can I come over? I'll sleep on your couch, maybe on the floor. That's fine. It'll be colder than what I'm dealing with. I know. And I'm like, I'm not wearing real clothes, but sure. I mean, <laughs> come on. I'm pretty over. sure we basically both sat there in our underwear and a t-shirt and just watched Orange <laughs> New Black and ate ice cream the whole, like that whole weekend. Yeah, I do. And like now that we're not there anymore, that's a very fun memory. Oh yeah, that's, see, these are the moments that when you meet people in the military community, you will talk about these stories for like many years to come. You look back and go, that was a beautiful time. During that time, you're both crying, going, this is stupid. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Where's the button for me to go back home? And yes. another huge culture shock in Europe is that you want to keep euro on you. You don't want to always try. Like real yes, money. Real, real, like real cash. Because a lot of places, even some of the grocery stores, did not start taking card till towards the time that we were leaving. And those were like the brand yeah, new and do ones. you remember they switched to a chip? Yep. And the U.S. hadn't done that yet. So, like, my car didn't work anywhere when we first got there because they're like, do you have chip? And then you would say, what? And they would take the card out of your hand and hold it up and point to the chip like you're a child and then insert it yep. for you because you're too dumb to figure out how to use your own card. Honestly, I loved it, though. Like, as much as we were kind of treated like small children, it got the point across. And now Shannon, I remember one time we were, I think she was making dinner for everybody. I don't know if it was like a big gathering or just the four of us, but we go into the store. We had only been there maybe like three months tops. Yeah, it was really good. And she needed a pork shoulder roast. I feel like she knew the word for pig. She just goes up to the, I would never do this. I would just buy something prepackaged. <laughs> but she goes up to like the meat counter and she's like, uh, swine, swine? And then she's like, shoulder like grabs the back of her shoulder and the, the lady's like ah so yeah okay <laughs> and she got exactly what I she got needed. exactly what we so needed and no i did not know the word for pig yet and i literally grabbed my nose and pulled okay. it up like a pig and the whole <laughs> that, time right. remind you perry went from being like two feet behind me to like i ran 15 feet behind me dying in the cold cut section laughing because she's like i can't believe you just played charades because the first thing i asked her was hi uh speak the english aka do you speak any english and she looked at me and goes nay sorry i was like oh well mm, uh, mm. all right here we go all righty girls are doing this <laughs> and it was a really sweet That's another sweet german lady remember when you'd be like hello speak the english and they go a little bit. And then they have a perfectly fluent conversation with that you. That was our landlord, though. Like, like, that was literally my landlord. What do you mean a little bit? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean a little bit? When I say I speak a little bit of German, I mean I can order my food and I can not get arrested while driving. Like, that is the extent of my German. There are some words to this day. Oh, one of, hang on, sidebar. My dog is in puppy school right now, and there's a family, and they're training their German Shepherd in German because they're original. And um, <laughs> they were, we have a command where it's a touch command, mm -hmm. uh, where basically they just like touch your hand, but since they're training them in German, for whatever reason, they decided to do um, drucken, drucken, which is push, yeah. right? Yeah. Like doors, drucken. So it's like push my hand. So they're like thinking they're so cool and high and mighty and training their German Shepherd in German. I'm like, jokes on you. I can read door signs. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt pretty cool about that. Uh, like I was saying, going back to the card thing is 
do not bank on everywhere being card accessible. Please always keep your in your car. Don't keep it out out and obvious. Keep a few coins off to the side because there are a lot of areas you have to pay for parking. Try to keep like five bucks worth of euro just for Mm -hmm. parking alone, just to cover. It's maybe $10 to be on the safe side. Always have euro on you because even some of the ATMs were empty at times. And yeah, or they wouldn't take your card or it'd be like a thousand dollars to get money out. So (laughs) that's something that I would I I think I actually used to tell a lot of the early, like early, early on spouses, but please always keep euro. And that was actually one of the most commonly asked questions we would see on the Facebook page. Hey, what grocery stores accept card because I don't have any euro on me? Yeah. Well, also, it would be so heavy because like one and two euro coins are heavy. Yeah. I changed wallets when I got there with something with like a gigantic coin. You purse. have to. And then I had like two different slots. So I had my American and my euro. I think I still have some euro in my wallet, honestly. And another big thing, recycling there. Recycling is very strict. I don't want to say most countries because that's not correct. Germany and Japan are very strict when it comes to the recycling. And I want to say, at least for us, for our newcomers brief slash even our landlords gave us a piece of paper in English that stated what goes in what bag. And it would break it down to like plastic goes in one bag, paper goes in another bag. And I know that's very tedious, especially depending on where you grew up in the States. You might not even recycle whatsoever, but please always be kind to your host nation. Always be kind to your landlords, because one time it wasn't even me. It was literally my husband threw a plastic. I think it was a Cool Whip container in our trash bag. And my landlord happened to take out their trash right after I took out ours and saw it literally on the top. And she pulled me and said, hey. I know you guys don't normally do this, but please don't do that because if the trash company sees that, I get fined. Yeah, or they won't pick it up. That's what my town would do. Another thing to remember is our recycling bin was probably twice the size of our trash. Oh my God, I totally forgot about that. Our trash container was really small. You don't have a lot of trash. Like all of your glass would get recycled, all of your metal, all of your plastic. So on top of that, your glass would get recycled at like a recycling center in town. So you have to go to like your, I don't know, sports plots area. That's where mine was at least. I think yours was just down the road yeah, it was from your right, house, right? I also lived in an extremely small, small village. The village I was in, I think, had less than 100 people from when I, what my landlord told me. I think you're right. It was very tiny. Yeah. I loved it, though. I yeah. loved my little town. A reason to recycle is uh, if your trash is overflowing, they will not pick it up. If you put extra trash bags on the ground next to your trash, they will not pick it up. They're very strict there. I remember we had a party and I had like five trash bags and it took me like a month and a half to finally get rid of all of it because I had to make sure it fit inside of my trash. Yeah, you kind of had to like line up your social gatherings with the trash. Can we talk about how tiny the washers and dryers are over there? Oh, that's so small. You were lucky though. You had a you had a big I had an American washing machine and like a decent sized dryer. And people so I would, would used to bring my comforters to you. Yeah, you and a few other uh, friends would bring their like their bedding over to wash it in my place because Shannon, you could do like two pairs of jeans. Yes. Yeah. I used to do laundry multiple times a week between myself So, like, my laundry alone can sometimes be a lot because it's, like, I'll have, like, my normal clothes and then I will have, like, pajamas and then I'll have my workout clothes and then Sean would have his workout clothes and then he would have his casual clothes and he had to have his uniform and then and it's, like, if you didn't keep up with laundry, you would be doing it for, like, two, three days because the loads had to be so small and if you overfilled them, 
they would overfill and you would have water everywhere. You would have soap everywhere. I, I did that once. Yeah. I think I overflowed it once. Did you have one of the weird dryers that had like the water collection? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I used to get water all the time from it. We do want to go from some of the culture shock slash some of the moments that are kind of hard to some of the things that we absolutely love. Yeah, so I think I'd even put recycling back onto my list of things that I loved because, you know, I like I said, it did teach me um, about that. Um, driving, while it was scary, for sure, that oh, Autobahn, super fun. Definitely take advantage of that. Be mindful of the people behind you. Check your rearview mirror like somebody is following you because cars would appear out of nowhere, but still, it was a lot of fun. I really liked that. Um Another thing I never did before, well, also because I was 20 when I moved to Germany, though, is like the wine tastings. Oh, my gosh. Where we were, it was on the Mosul River, and they had all these amazing wineries and vineyards and stuff. So I literally went on like a floating wine tasting once. People would have them at their houses. They were very knowledgeable about them. They'd give you tours of the vineyards, and then they'd try everything. It was and amazing. We always, we always got a bunch of cheese, a bunch of crackers, bread, oh, yeah. meat. And like... A 32 to like $40 bottle of wine here is eight euros there. So if you guys are going to go, take advantage of that. And then I think my most favorite thing about living in Germany, it was so easy to travel the rest of Europe from there because if y'all aren't aware of it, there's this beautiful airline called Ryanair and it's the cheapest airline I've ever seen. Uh, you don't get a check bag, but if you're going on a weekend, you just pack a backpack. It's like 60 euros round trip to pretty much to go anywhere else in Europe. I was going to say, this one thing we do plan on covering in a future episode is about travel because we both have done a lot of it. So there's many different perspectives and even we can even touch on budgeting a little bit because that's always one concern, especially because we all know with the military, you don't always get a chance to work depending on where you're located. You have to kind of work off sometimes just one income. So comes down to sometimes budgeting like some trips that sean and i had it turned down because we just didn't have it in our budget and it was basically like eat ramen noodles for the next two months or go somewhere for a week eh, i don't want to live off ramen noodles we didn't even have credit cards when we were there so it was literally like if we don't have the money we can't make it up like we just don't have the money yeah. but i got really good at traveling for very cheap <laughs> there are definitely some countries i'd like to go back now that I'm older yeah. and have a better paying job and like could afford yes. to stay in a nicer place and try the nicer foods and stuff. Um, yeah. But anyways, what did you like, Shannon? So one of the things that both Tara and I absolutely love was food and beverages. And I think literally how me and Perry, the, me the memory I remember of meeting her was at a cafe for a spouse's thing. So what was your favorite things you, you used to eat there? My thing there that I will not do here in the United States is window meat. If you could go into a city and there was just like a window in a wall and there was like some older woman selling meat out of that window, you buy that meat. That was the best. I used to get these thick slices of, I don't know what, probably pig because most everything was pig, but who knows. I'd get these thick slices and they put it on some fresh brochin, which is like these amazing pieces of fresh bread on my lanta. And I would just walk around like these beautiful historic cities just munching on my window meat. And it was so good. Flamkuchen. Oh my God, I forgot about Flamkuchen. It was like a flatbread pizza, but it was almost like. <gasps> Wasn't there like the, little thin the, slices of bacon and onion? 
some of them had yeah it was basically it was like it was flatbread it was almost like um okay for those of you that went to church it was like that crackery bread i think it's jewish i don't remember what it's called it's like really flat and then you cut it up like a pizza with you eat it with a fork and a knife because europe and oh my god i miss i really 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 miss currywurst currywurst every festival i'd always get currywurst my little a little verse all cut up and then the curry sauce with the what's the stuff what's that the goes curry? on top? Oh yeah, curry with the curry on top. Oh with the and sauce. the little tiny forks. Little, little, forks. little teeny tiny forks. The at oh gosh, okay. Let's not even get into Christmas markets all the way because that's a whole other can of worms. But at Christmas markets, I would always get the glue vine, which is your spiced hot wine. And then a second one was they would make these deep fried potato pancakes and then you would put your applesauce on top of them and they would come out about temperature of the sun when you got it and then you put your applesauce on it and that would kind of like cool it down a little bit and then you just kind of like eat it because it's so good i think i remember several times of you doing the oh god it's hot but i must eat it because it's so delicious dance how does this compare, especially like your cafes and stuff in Germany, compared to all the food I see you eating in Japan? You said it's very different, like rice versus potatoes. Yes. So, but I feel like your diet's much more colorful now, too. Um, trying to think of the words. Um, definitely different between like rice is rice is very common, less than potatoes. I find here food is a lot more crafty looking, very pretty, very yes. like it's very detailed. Everything looks like it was made with a purpose, but. One of the coffee drinks I used to always get, which I learned about halfway through our time there, was uh, hot chocolate with a shot or two of espresso. And I can't remember what the name of the cafe is. It's one of the chains in Germany. It's one I think has the big L on it. And oh, oh, you know exactly you know what I'm talking about. It's the one that we used to go to all the time. I want to say Lumbamba, but that is definitely not not it. No, it's definitely not it. So that you can only Delaners. Oh my god, yes! It was called Delaners. There we go. Or D, yeah. Some things I, that's another thing we want to go over is like, what What are the things we wish we knew? Um, I guess the first thing is I wish I had learned more German. I did do the Duolingo app, so I had like some really good basics down, but I think I should have prepared myself better. Um, I also wish that once I got there, I actually had like enrolled in like a German class. I couldn't because I worked, but I wish I did because I think that would have helped me out a lot. While, yes, most people do speak English there, it's it's just so much easier. So another thing that um, I wish I had known, especially traveling like we were talking about, is um, you have to get a vignette pass if you want to go into um, like Switzerland or Austria. It's like an 11 euro like pass. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't like pay tolls, you just go into the cameras, like 11 euros or like 20 euros or something for a vignette pass. And if you don't get it, it's like $800 for fines. So, um, and then also, I know Shan, you'd use these more than I did, but your VAT forms, Mm -hmm. um, if you are a U.S. citizen, you can actually be exempt from the sales tax in Germany. Um, so they're really good if you're going to like Ikea and you're going to have like a huge purchase. Um, basically you have to go to your base and they'll issue you, I think it's 10. Yeah. I think it was like 10 a year, but you had to return so many before they can issue out more. And if you Mm -hmm. lost them, you had to like pay so much to replace them. They used to tell you it had to be so high of a purchase before they tell you, eh, it might not be worth you using it or not. Right. Um, Sean and I would use them all the time at Ikea because when we moved to Germany, 
it was our second place. So we only had like basic furniture. So we ended up getting like our futon and like stupid stuff like that. That's like just out of that range of, I don't really feel like paying those taxes. Yeah. The best tricks was we kept like one or two in our bar. We'd keep it in the glove box. We'd keep like two in there. And I think Sean would actually use them when he went to the magic shop, I think. Anyone who has ever played Magic the Gathering or has spouses that played or family members knows how expensive some of these cards can be. Obviously, when you're paying ridiculous prices for pieces of cardboard, you've got to find ways to save some form of money. Yeah. So I, I, I could be wrong, but I believe he used to use them there, too. So he would always ask me, like, oh, hey, do we have any bat forms in one of the cars? And I'd be like, oh, let me go check, let me go check, because we would have to drive to the main base to get them. They weren't at our local base where we were. Right, yeah. So I think it was, like, 10 a year. There was three pieces of paper. There was the pink, the yellow, and the white. Yellow and the white. Like, the... Ben, like the vendor, whoever you're buying from, kept, kept one, one copy and mailed the yellow copy off to the German government and you had to return the pink copy to the base. It was a whole thing, but You've don't mess around with them. Uh, they're legit. So I wish I had known more though. about that. So, And then also, they rationed your coffee, tobacco, and liquor? Yes. And gas. Uh, and, gas and gas, right? Yes, yes, it was gas. gas. You yes. only had like so many gallons of gas or so something many you could buy liters. a month. What? You only had so many liters. It wasn't even gas. It wasn't gallons. It was liters. Yeah, it was so many liters of gas you could have in a month before you'd have to like go on the economy. And it was so much more expensive. Or pay economy prices on base. I think it cost us because what we we drove an Audi A4 and we had our Mini Cooper. And I think I drove the Mini Cooper up and he did not tell me. It was low. You did not tell me that the leaders were low on the ration because it's per car. It isn't per household. So it's not like you can use your leaders for the different car. Pretty strict with those rules. And I remember I went to fill up the Mini Cooper and I looked over and it said $90 to fill up that car. Oh my gosh. And remind you, we were a one income household. So I immediately in front of the cashier, which was shame on me for this, I paid it. And I called him and I ripped into him like full blown psycho Latino wife moment here. And I believe you can actually load those cards so you can continuously use that one type of gas station out of the country. You were able to do it like, no, all the way to the border. That's what it was. You were able to do all the way to the border. So when we did our trip sometimes, because we drove more than we flew personally and there were several times Sean's like, hey, did you load the card? Or hey, do you own the pin? And I'm like, uh, I don't have a very good memory, so I don't remember. And he's like, I guess we'll pay economy prices. And like, we were already planned for it, so it wasn't a big deal. But that was a really good way to take severe advantage. If you're someone who does a lot of road tripping opposed to flying. Perry flew more than we did. We drove most places. Like, we did a road trip with another couple. All the way from where we were in Germany, all the way down to venice and then from venice through croatia and we literally just filled the audi and just went and we had a great time shannon all together you know between traveling and the culture shock and the limitations and the forms and food and all that um what do you think do you think it was an overall good experience you know is this something that you'd want to go back to i mean i know me personally i would but like what are your kind of your final thoughts on it oh my god i would i always joke here that we were spoiled in Germany and that if the Air Force were to turn around tomorrow and say, all right, pack your bags, going back to Germany. But the only thing is that you have to, we, you won't see your stuff for a year. I think that's fine. Can I still pack a backpack and can I pack my cats? Overall, 10 out of 10 
would be that's stationed fine. there. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's a different experience. And one thing people need to remember is what you make out of the experience as well. Don't lock yourself right, in Right, because we knew people that were miserable. Oh my God, so miserable. We knew people that hated it. and But I mean, we would never see them no. either. They would just stay home. They kept themselves very isolated. They wouldn't travel. No, and they would kind of make their marriage miserable. And you would see, and I hate to say this, you saw it quite a bit because you worked on base. You would physically see the emotional toll it took on that active duty member. And it was really yeah. rough to watch the decline of someone's marriage their mental health yes it was really yeah it can get bad if you let it it's one of those things where i'll even say it personally if you are stationed in an overseas base if you need someone to reach out to for advice just someone to complain to don't hesitate to drop us an email or dm us or something like you are not alone in the struggle it sucks we know yeah we know it we know and even if we don't know your personal struggle we can probably recommend you a few facebook groups and support groups and stuff like that we can put Um, you that's what i found possibly on a better track than what you were prior absolutely and it's yeah it's all about putting yourself out there i know you know shannon and i we had very different lives when we were in germany um i was very fortunate i was one of the three people that were able to get jobs on that base we're at a very very small base so I had like one of the three civilian jobs uh, at the club there and I served food to basically just the night shift and people that didn't want to go home to their wives <laughs> or if their wives, if you, there was a lot of people there, like if their spouse was back in the States visiting family every single night, I'd see them and I'd make them food and be like, ah, oh, the missus isn't back yet, huh? And you knew people's that orders. Awesome. You knew people's orders. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I knew everyone's orders. I kind of knew everyone's business for the most well, part. Well, yeah, you were basically the bartender of like, the base. I was. I was the bartender of the base. I was the hooters of the base, honestly, is what it was. <laughs> um, everyone talked yeah, to you about so I was. Stuff. You knew what was going on over in that end of the world, and I knew what was happening in a different part of the base. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was kind of my life. I was also finishing up my bachelor's degree. And then I also went to the gym and I got really jacked. Remember when I was really yeah. strong? Yeah, that you was were. fun. I would literally go like two hours a day. Shannon and I would go on runs yep. together and on walks together. That's what we did. So like I found the way to beat my depression because if you remember, I started this crying in a bathtub. Okay. So I went from crying in a bathtub to going to school full time, working 20 hours a week, having a really rich social life, traveling a lot exercising is so good for your mental health. I think, Shannon, you can back me yeah. up, too. We would do yoga together, obviously. Like you that. were the one who started but my love for yoga. I did. And running. Yes. Yeah, I you I think were. I dragged you out on your first run. Yeah, you yeah. did. Because the whole time um, I was cussing at you underneath my breath. The whole time. And I want to say... Yeah, you were not happy. No, I... <laughs> like, you were... I can, I can honestly say I met you and I had really... I had a really rough time. And I, I definitely put on, like, that, that, like, marriage 20, that PCS 20... And I was, at that time, my heaviest. And you were like, nah. suck it up, buttercup, let's go for a run. And I was like, I don't run. I don't do those things. And you're like, ha, you're going to run <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so while you were in Germany, I know when you first got there, you hadn't started your um, your bachelor's yet. I didn't start any school at that point. I had no it. school. Yeah. You were, like, real chill for, like, the first year. Yeah, I was. You had, you didn't have anything no. going on. You were just living it up. Well, I went from working two retail jobs, which I hated. And then I went from working no two jobs to no jobs. And at this point, I pondered several different paths. 
of what I want to do. I went from almost becoming a chef to looking at different avenues and then somehow ended up now majoring in psychology. And it was... It has been quite a journey. It has been a journey and a half. And I finally came, you know, getting heavily involved with the squadron. Um, I worked with the spouses group. I actually was part of the spouses group and helped run it for a year, almost Yeah, a year. you were the president. Awkward. Um, <laughs> I hated it. I, I'm one of those people, as much as I have a big personality and I'm very loud, which I know I'm loud. Sorry, I don't have a volume on the back of my head where I can turn it down. Um, Thankfully, on this podcast, I do have a volume on the back of her head, and we can turn her down, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, you do edit it, too, so you can really be like, this B is too loud. And as much as I really am very big in personality and loud, and I really hate being center of attention. As I know that's very contradicting. I hate public speaking with a burning passion. But I did a lot of kind of like worker bee stuff. I was one who was running a lot of events in the background. I was the one who was making sure that you know, if we were getting food from the club, AK from Perry and people she worked with, I was the one who was physically running back there and asking instead of having another spouse who might have been more demanding and a wee bit ruder. Remember when that girl snapped her fingers at me to get her plate? Oh, and didn't, was, was that also the same spouse I pulled aside and told her she's not going to do that again? I can't remember. Probably. Oh. I don't know. I was working, but... She snapped her fingers and pointed down at the plate. And I'm like, excuse you, yeah. madam. No, I I will I <laughs> will say Lord. that I do not tolerate that behavior. Some people's kids. Yeah, some people's Yeah, kids. the way I describe Shannon, if I, well, sometimes when people meet Shannon, I, I like warn them ahead of time. I'm like, okay, so. I'm that friend. Her. Oh, God. You are. I'm like, she will literally give you the shirt off of her back. If she doesn't know you and you need somebody to, like, go to the DMV with her, like, she will go with you. She will hold your hand. She will calm your anxiety. She will buy you groceries. Like, she will literally do anything for you. You are the most kind and giving person I've ever met. But you will curse them out the entire time. (laughs) We'll be like, you're an idiot. Why don't you have groceries? I'm going to buy them. I'm going to bring you food every day for a week to make sure you're eating. But don't do this again. (laughs) That's how I describe you to people. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> Just so you know. All right. So the last thing that we want to cover is our NMRs. Maybe not specifically military related, but something that we see pop up a lot. Military forums uh, or living overseas Facebook. forums. Uh, Facebook. Stuff like that is going around the community. But one question that Shannon's been seeing a lot is like the best places to shop. You know, because when you grow up in one place, you have your stores that you go to, and then you move across the world, across the country, whatever, and you don't know where to go. So I figure since we're doing a Germany podcast today, we can talk and talk about our favorite places to shop in Germany. So, Shannon, why don't you take it away? You did a lot more shopping than I did. All right. So let's start with essentials, as such as grocery shopping. I prefer to shop off-base. I did about somewhere between... 70 to 80% of my shopping off base. I think the only things I bought on base was like frozen chicken because we would go through like a huge, right. the huge And chicken bag, wasn't like super popular in Germany. No, it wasn't very cheap. It wasn't as cheap. But like I would buy like my cold cuts unless I wanted a particular brand of cold cuts on base. I would buy my cold, cu- my cold cuts off base. I would buy my pork. I would buy my beef sometimes all off base depending on the steak cut. So much better. All of the veggies. Basically all the produce I would buy off base. I would buy my salad off base, like the salad bags, 
oh my red, god like we've Something... raved about <laughs> um one thing that anyone who's in japan will understand literally right now perry we're going into strawberry season here and remind you you can't really find strawberries off season in japan i mean maybe mainland i don't know about where we are but they're very hard to find if you find them they're a not very good quality or they're if, like ten dollars a pack i'm not even joking Today I got excited, which I did not buy them because I know they come in a little bit cheaper. It was $5 a pack. I mean, I would say like in the U.S., off-season, they're about $5 a pack. Off-season, it's like 10 So yeah. I don't buy strawberries yeah. off-season here. So one thing I learned in um, in Germany is one, something you can look up online, which I ended up doing. I think I actually ended up printing off a cheat sheet of what was in season at what time of the year. That's how I used to track, okay, zucchini comes in this time of year. And then I would I would watch the price drop on zucchini and I'd buy all the zucchini then. Yeah. But I mean, I bought so much produce off base. I don't think I ever bought produce really on base unless there was like a sale um, right. or I was lazy. And yeah. I just I remember I would go even to like like Aldi's is in the States and it is it is a German yeah. company. It is it from is. Germany. And I can tell you, I don't know the last time you were in the States. I feel like it's been about a year now at least. Two. Almost two, two. years. Yeah. So when I, when we went to Germany in 2014, I maybe saw one Aldi's throughout all of the U.S. And now yeah. there's like six in each town. So yeah. um, Aldi's is a, is a good one that you see over there. The bigger one, though, over there was Etika or Edeka. Yep. I don't know how you yeah. want to say it. I always said Etika. They were I awesome. Said too. I like them more than Aldi's, honestly. So um, another place that I know Perry used to go to all the time was Globus. Uh, which, Globus is like, it's kind of like the Home Depot or the Lowe's of with, with Walmart, with a little bit of Walmart, with a little bit of Walmart. Yeah, it was mostly where we go for like tools and plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it had like a cafe in it, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Ikea a lot of places had cafe. cafes in them. Yeah, true. And then they had like random like everyday stuff, like cleaning supplies and yep. home decor and. Stuff like that. So that was a cool one I really liked. Um, and then, but wait, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Teddy, though. We've oh, my God. Teddy. Praise Teddy. Anyone who's been stationed there knows, knows and recognizes the value of Teddy. I still have half of the stuff I got from Teddy still. I can see five things right now that I got from Teddy. Teddy is like, it's a dollar store. It's like a euro yeah. store. It's very cheap. It's just, I mean, it's a Dollar Tree, basically. You know, yeah. your kitchen stuff, business. some cleaning stuff, jewelry, hair stuff. Ups, mugs. Lots of home decor. Oh, my I God. Mean, so much Seasonally, decor. it changed. Like, it was always something new every time you went. So, yep. like, you could go every week. And Oh, before I forget, we probably should have put this up in helpful tips. So, I'm very sorry to yet again have an OMG squirrel moment. <laughs> Is that bag. Mm. You need to bring your own bags. And I know, yet again, when Perry and I were in Germany, it was not heavily pushed in certain parts of the states just yet. I know, I believe in the state of Connecticut, I think bags you have to pay for now. I could be wrong, but I remember, I thought I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, and that's becoming more prevalent is buying bags and not using bags. But then also because of COVID, we haven't been able to use our own bags. So yes, that's that's one thing that's happening here right now. I think California has like a bag emancipation proclamation kind of thing. Like in the next seven years, it will be illegal. (laughs) And then Primark. Oh my gosh, that was in K-Town. That was amazing. Yeah. 
It's kind of like a Forever 21 kind of a situation, yep. but yep. with a better variety and oh God, less clothes on the floor. Yes. It was huge. The one in K-Town was huge. It was, I think, two floors? Three floors? I think it was three to four floors. It was definitely oh three God. floors. Yeah. Jeez. And it was like, so I say it was like Forever 21, but it wasn't like all teeny bopper clothes either. No. No. You were able to get like a really pretty cocktail dress. You were able to get some more casual clothes. Um, you were able to get coats. You were able to get flannels. Like you were able to get lots like, of accessories, bras, um, swimsuits, like, kids stuff. Yeah, swimsuits, kids stuff. I think they had like a smaller men's department. Oh yeah, decor. Yeah. They had a lot like, of decor. Mm-hmm. So those are just some of the places that we've been to. And then of course, if you're going to be in Germany, you got to go to all those like small little stores and boutiques and stuff. Um, yeah. one place that we would love to go visit sometimes is Kokum. And they had, like, just these amazing cute little stores. Some of them had themes that you'd, like, go get your lattes, get your wine, go some shopping. So just a lot of fun little things. Don't forget about those. Yeah, always support small businesses and definitely, like, the little boutiques. Um, I mean, some of the best places we, we've been to were those little itty-bitty villages that we would just be driving. and be like, oh, let's stop. That shop looks cool. Remember that one and- town that was just, like, covered in black cats for some reason? my god i think i vaguely remember it, it was, was like around burn castle i think so oh my god i oh yeah it was like you had to go up and over mm-hmm. the bridge and then you followed the you followed the river mm-hmm. i, I don't remember the name of the town it wasn't katzenberg which is also the name of a town but it's definitely one of those things that we both have had a really good experience and i bet you other people will give you their two cents i mean I've even met people here in Japan that have been to Germany, and some of them are like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. And then there's other people that go, I would go back in a heartbeat. Like, you know, Perry and I both would go back in a heartbeat. If our, if our husbands got orders tomorrow, I know I would go. I'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is I remember when we got to Germany, uh, even when I first met you, you were talking about how you really like the Japanese culture, you really like anime, you yeah. love all, kawaii and all things cute, and you really wanted to go to Japan. And then when you got there, it was almost like you were disappointed because of how great Germany was. Yes. I, I also think it has a lot to do that we're in Okinawa, Japan, not mainland Japan. Right. So it's a little so more we're isolating. Basically like, yeah, we're basically the Hawaii of Japan. And it's yeah. a completely different culture here. It's a it's it's an island vibe. So you get that island beachy vibe with missing the big things I think I would want to see more if we were on mainland. Like when Will and Perry came out last year to spend, I was like, what, two weeks here with us? Yeah. We went up to mainland. We did so much in like the four days we were there and between me and Perry, because we're both, we both are planners. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely planners. So we sat down while the boys, I think were having a beer and sitting on the couch. We were on both of our separate laptops researching what tours we wanted to do when we went up to Tokyo. Yes. Where I met my boyfriend, Daniel. Remember Daniel? I'll love him forever. The tour guide, half German, half Japanese. Oh my God. That bone structure. Oh, the axis bone structure. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. I, th- I think about him weekly. I will never forget him. <laughs> Daniel, if you're listening, I still love you. Oh my god. Yeah. There's so these these are the things that I feel like when we're 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 angry old ladies, we're gonna just laugh about later. I am an angry old lady. It's fine. That's what twenty twenty did to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty aged everybody probably about twenty years. Yeah. Well, all right, let's 
let's call it. We've been here a while. Um, so thank you all for listening. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to contact us, you can go ahead and reach out at pswehaveorderspodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at pswehaveorderspodcast. Please go ahead, leave a comment, send us a message, anything you want to tell us. We're here to listen to you guys. Um, If you have any ideas for an episode, just let us know. So again, thank you for listening. Don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. Thanks.